Well, happy Mother's Day to all the moms here. All the moms here, could you show me your hands for a second? Your mother, awesome, all right. I want to speak that. Give it up for all the moms here today. This is awesome. <clears throat> Mother's Day is a day that when we come to church, we tend to just hear how special moms are. Isn't it interesting how Mother's Day and Father's Day works? Mother's Day in church is all about how special moms are. And Father's Day in, on, in church is all about how bad dads are and they need to step up more, right? It's always the same thing. <laughs> Mother's Day is a time of celebration, but I also realized something as I was praying for the service today and I said, Lord, today we're going to celebrate moms. It's not a celebration to everyone. The truth is, yes, it's a celebration to those who have grown up with great moms, but that not, might not be your case. Maybe you didn't even grow up with your mother. Maybe someone else raised you. Mother's Day has a lot of emotions that are tied. There's great joy, of course, but there's also great sadness. There's great joy because you honestly feel like God has blessed you with the best mom in the world, but there's great sadness because Mother's Day can bring many reminders. For some, Mother's Day, they remember the loss of a child. For many, Mother's Day is... It's sad because you think about the mom that you never had. Maybe some moms, they're thinking about their child that hasn't called or hasn't visited or is away from the Lord right now. See, motherhood takes on a lot of emotion. Motherhood takes on a lot of pain. But see, no matter what pain you have tied to the word mother, or no matter what joy you have to the name mother, Mothers are a gift from God. And your mother may not have been the mom you thought she should have been, or maybe she was the mom you expected her to be. But it's interesting because the mother that God has placed in your life to bring you life was preordained by God. So God has a plan and a purpose for the mother you have in your life. So whatever Mother's Day means to you, I want you to know that the Lord ultimately is your parent. The Lord is the one that takes care of you. The Lord is your provider. So I want to talk, and then before I start, let me just pray today for this service, this special Mother's Day service, because we're going to do Mother's Day a little bit different. We're going to bring the donkey back. How many were there for Palm Sunday? Yeah, that's, that's donkey, man, for real. This donkey got famous over here because we're going to talk about Matthew chapter 21, just verse 2, just one verse we're going to read today. Because I remember as I was studying this for Palm Sunday, there's something that's interesting that popped out, and I said, you know what? I think this is a Mother's Day message as well. Your pastor's gone crazy. We're going to talk about a mama donkey. <laughs> Go into the village. Jesus said when he was walking with his disciples, go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you're going to see a donkey tied to, with its colt beside it. Well, Jesus says you're going to see a full-grown donkey with her child, a little baby donkey. And Jesus said, untie them and bring them to me. Here's a thing that you need to take away from this. Jesus said, untie them and bring 
them. Them, them. Untie them, bring them. In other words, Jesus said, I need these two, mama donkey and baby donkey, to be together. I want to preach this morning on the power of a present mother. Let's pray. Father, bless this word, this Mother's Day, this whole service, God. Help me preach now. Do the talking, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I remember growing up as a kid, and my brothers will remember this too. Um, we, were, we were always in the hospital. Always. Something, I mean, our medical file, how big was it, Mom? It was like, it was, look at my mom back there. She's going to tell you how it was huge. It was huge. It was always something breaking. We were always falling. We were always tripping. We were, I mean, it was always, and it's still the same today. But see, I remember that I did not like the doctor. I did not like the hospitals. I did not like, because I knew that when I was there, they were going to pinch me, draw out blood, and poke me, and do all of these crazy things. So I genuinely had a small anxiety, a small fear about going to the doctor, especially the waiting room, because they purposely put you in that waiting room for hours, and they want you to be tortured with the sound of the doctors and everything going on. So that waiting room was very tormenting because I remember as I sat down in the waiting room and the fear of what's going to happen to me would come and I'm just waiting there but see something interesting happened my mother had mom here it is remember this my mother had this special powerful sweater We knew that when she put this on, someone was either about to die, going to the hospital, someone was hurt. This was her hospital sweater. Because you know how cold hospitals are, so mom would always make sure that this sweater was with her. So when mama put this on, someone was hurting and on their way to the doctor. But the crazy thing is, is in that waiting room, when she had this sweater on and the fear would come into my life and, and, and this anxiety about what was going to happen, naturally what I would do is wrap myself under this sweater. So for some reason, as I was under this sweater with her, it didn't change the situation. I was still going to face the doctor. I was still going to get pinched and poked. I was still going to go through some anxiety and all these crazy things. Nothing about the situation changed except now my emotions did. Because for some reason, when I was under her sweater, I felt like I was okay. And there was a sense of peace and a sense of comfort being under this sweater because I knew that mom was with me. So this sweater to us always meant the presence of my mom. And as an adult, when I was going through one of the darkest times of my life, and when I had anxiety, and I had depression, and I had fear, and I had discouragement, it's interesting because all these emotions came over me. But like that hospital waiting room, there was my mom with me, walking with me through everything that I had to go through. And the fact is, 
that the situation did not change. I still had to go through some of the hardest trials of my life. But knowing that my mom was with me brought a sense of peace and a sense of comfort. And I realized something as I was thinking about this this week. The truth is, it was never a sweater. It was knowing that I was next to my mom that took all the anxiety away and the pressure and the fear. Never the sweater. It was the person under the sweater that was under the sweater with me. There's something powerful about the presence of a mother. Knowing that no matter what situation you're going through, no matter how bad you've messed up, and no matter how impossible the situation, there's some level of peace and comfort knowing that mom is with me. That's why Isaiah 66, 13, of all the examples God could have given to a discouraged Israel, an Israel that was beaten up, that was lost, they were hopeless, discouraged, and they were afraid. When God sent Isaiah to talk to all these Israelites, he wanted them to make sure of one thing. He said, I will comfort you. There in Jerusalem, as, and here's the example of all the examples, as a what? Mother comforts her child. See, because when those discouraged people of God heard that God said, I'm going to be like your mother, there was a sense of peace knowing that that term mother meant that mom was going to be there through anything you go through, through all the battles, through all the fear, through all the discouragement and pressures of life. You can rest assured and have a sense of comfort that like a mom, God will be there for you. So there's something special about the presence of a mother because I believe only mothers have this natural instinct to be there for their child no matter what happens in life. There is something special and comforting about the presence of a mom. As Jesus was walking with his disciples, he tells his disciples, he sends two of them because there were two donkeys to set free. He said, I want you to bring this cold, this little baby donkey with me. But I need you to bring his mom. And we never think about the mom. We always think about the one that Jesus wrote on. But the Bible makes it clear there were two. There are three powerful lessons I got this from This mom donkey. Number one, obviously, is the power of a present mom. 
You see, this donkey that Jesus would ride on, the Bible said, was never ridden. So we know that this donkey was not tamed by a great donkey tamer. This donkey was actually wild and stubborn and hard-headed and just inexperienced. And there's something about this donkey that made it impossible for anyone to even ride because it had never been ridden by anyone and it wasn't ready. So naturally, this donkey should have ran away. This donkey should have kicked Jesus right off. This donkey should have screamed and panicked because it has never been written. And the miracle that Jesus was on this donkey and this donkey was allowing Jesus to be on him was a miracle because in the natural, an unwritten donkey is untamed and wild and will kick you off the saddle quick. And I always thought the miracle was because what Jesus, Jesus had to have done something to calm this donkey down. Jesus didn't do anything for this miracle. Jesus, in his wisdom, said, bring the mom. Because as Jesus was on this donkey, he would have panicked. He would have been afraid. He would have said, what's going on? Get off me. What, what is this? I don't know what this is. I don't like this. And as he's riding with Jesus and he sees all the thousands of people screaming and all the pressure, this donkey should have ran. This donkey should have been afraid. This donkey should have panicked in the natural. But see, when little baby donkey was afraid and he wanted to panic and he was tempted to throw Jesus off and run he just looked right next to him and there was mama go ahead son you can do this but mom I'm scared keep walking I'm with you and something in this donkey knew that as long as I look back and I see my mom with me, I know that I'm okay. And there was a sense of peace and comfort that came into this baby donkey because he looked over to his left or right and he saw mama there with him saying, it's okay. That's why Jesus said, bring them together. Because Jesus knew that if he was going to make this happen, it was going to take more than a miracle. It was going to take a miracle and a mama. And I need to do this miracle and ride this donkey because it was prophesied and this needs to happen. But in order for it to happen, I need the mom to be there. Can I tell you the message today is God telling every mom, I need you to be there. If you want your child to serve God, if you want your child to grow up to love the Lord, if you want your child to be blessed and prosper, God said, it's going to take more than me and a miracle. It's going to take you being there. It's going to take your presence. Because there are many mothers praying for their children, but they're not present. And Jesus understood the power of a present mom. That's why he said, bring her. 
So that when that little donkey was afraid and discouraged and wanted to kick Jesus out, he knew that just with me, mom, sadly today, there are not too many present moms. And maybe, and I'm, listen, I don't mean that they're not present physically. No, maybe you're in their life, but you're not in life with them. Psalm 39, I read this this week, and I said, what a verse for mothers. Lord, remind me, because we need to be reminded. We forget, and the Bible says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting, fragile my life is. Look at verse 6. We're merely moving. We're just a moving shadow. And all of our busy rushing ends in nothing. And we heap up all this wealth not knowing he will spend it. That has nothing to do with moms. But listen. We need to be reminded that life is short. And that child that you have with you, you're not going to be around that long. And we need to be reminded that life is short, but yet we're so busy all the time and rushing because we have so much responsibility, so many things to do, so many people depending on us, so many things that are broken that need to be fixed, and I need to do this, I need to do that, because I am one busy mom. But don't become such a busy mom that life passes you by and you realize that your precious time with your children is gone. Life is fast. And I want to tell this to all the children here, adult children. You're so busy being busy and rushing that you haven't stopped to even take the time to share some time with your mom. And it's only when mom is gone that you appreciate them. And it's only when mom is gone that you would give anything to hear their advice. To sit down with them and have coffee. It's only when they're gone that you realize you took for granted every opportunity you had to be with your mom. And what you replaced it with is busy. I thank God now. Because last week I was talking to my mom and she just said, I'd give anything. Because my grandma's still alive but her mind is not the same. And my mom said, I would give anything to sit down with my mom and just ask her questions and ask for wisdom. And it's sad because we wait for them to be gone to realize that those precious moments we took for granted, we give anything to get back. So I'm grateful. That every morning before I go off to my busy ministry day, I can stop for 10, 15, 20 minutes and finish my coffee with mom. Because there's going to come a time where I'm going to drink coffee alone and realize I would give anything to drink coffee with mom again. You see, God says life is short. 
And we're so busy, we need to be reminded that life is short. So take the time to share some time with your mom. And mom, take the time to share some time with your kids. It's not about, yeah, but I need to work. And I need them to have the best education because I want them to grow up and be the best people in society. All of that is important and all of that is needed. But don't become so busy that you're in their life, but you're not into their life. Can I get a witness today? For all the busy moms. Realize that God has given you a child, a precious life. And that life is fast. Yeah, children are a pain. And they're hard to raise. I heard about a mom that went to a doctor, her doctor, and she said, Doctor, I need help. I have... Terrible headaches every day. It won't go away. And the doctor said, listen, I have the perfect cure for this headache. And he hands her a bottle of aspirin of all things. He says, just follow the directions. And I promise you and I guarantee it on my job. You will never have another headache again. And she was filled with excitement. She rushed home. And for a whole week, she followed the directions. And she took two aspirins every day. But every day, her headaches got worse. And every day, her head felt like she was going to explode. And with anger, she went back to that doctor. And she says, you should quit or be fired because I still have headaches and they're worse and I've been following the directions I've been taking two tablets every day and he said no no wait a minute there's been a mistake I I meant the other directions under that in fine little print that little part that says keep away from children if you don't want a headache don't have kids but if you have a child there is no cure for those headaches But understand that those headaches those children are giving you are a blessing from God. But it's sad because you know what else I learned from this mama donkey? We never talk about her. It's always about the little guy. It's always about the one that Jesus rode on. It's always about the one that Jesus used. But we forget that many people don't even know that Jesus said them. That's how much we ignore this mama donkey because people think Jesus just went for one donkey and there were two. Which taught me a powerful lesson. Moms are so important but yet they're so ignored. She did so much that was never acknowledged. It was never granted. I mean, she did so much, but no one ever appreciated this big mama donkey who was there with the child. So yeah, it was great that this child was with Jesus and the crowd is shouting and the donkey with Jesus is like, wow, this is awesome. Look at me, mama. And she's just quiet. And this donkey never said, what about me? No one thanks me. And it's always about my child. Welcome to motherhood. When you become a mom, it becomes all about that child. 
And you do so much and it goes unnoticed. And you're not going to get the applause. You're not going to get the thank you. Today you will. But the rest of the year we just take for granted the great things that mothers do that never get acknowledged. Are you with me today? Today, mothers do so much. They take on so many responsibilities and they take on so many burdens and they even take on burdens that they don't need to take on, but they take it on because those burdens are your burdens and they don't want you to be burdened, so they take the burden on them. It's easy for me to say, Mom, call them. Mom, do this. Mom, do that. Why? I don't want to be burdened. But often mothers go ignored because their needs, it's sacrificed. They sacrifice their time. They sacrifice their money. They sacrifice their sleep. They even sacrificed their dreams. You know, my mom wanted to be a lawyer. She would have been a good one. Chose to be a mom. Underappreciated. That's why when I read the Bible and I look about some great people, behind these great people in the Bible were great moms. You think about this. Let me, let me prove it to you. We, we, we read about Jesus multiplying the, the loaves and the fish and feeding 5,000 men together, 20,000 people, including women and children. And, and everyone's like, wow, why did this happen? We always focus and we preach about that little boy, that little boy that said, here's my lunch. And that little boy sacrificed his lunch. And that little boy gave his lunch. And it multiplied. And we have to give what God has given us to bless others. Amen. Yes. But no one ever talks about who made the lunch. It means that that day, before that boy even got to that mountain to give the lunch to Jesus that was multiplied, that early on, before everyone was asleep, a mother got up earlier to prepare lunch for her son. Does anyone say thank you? Was this ever acknowledged? No. I thought about a mom named Hogbed. I know, that's a crazy name. But if I tell you right now, hey, isn't Hogbed awesome? Chances are you're saying, who that? <laughs> who that, Pastor? Who that? Come on. How many of you know who Hogbed is? How many of you are saying right now, who that? Come on. It's Moses' mother. How many of you know Moses? We all know Moses. Moses is awesome. Split the sea and led the Israelites and millions was used by God. But why did he even know that he was an Israelite? How did he know he was a Hebrew? Because mom raised him in Egypt. 
God made a point that his mom would be his caretaker. So that mom had to desensitize all the pagan Egyptian culture that was being poured into Moses. Because when Moses got home and said, what did you learn in school? I learned about the sun god, the sun, the star god. I learned about the blood that we have to pour on ourselves and we have to do this ritual. And he's like, no, 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 no. You are a child of God. Let me tell you who you are, boy. And every day she was involved desensitizing everything that the pagan world was pouring on that child. And if she was not present, he would have just thought he was an Egyptian. You need to be present because we're living in the world that's trying to fill your child with filth. You need to be present. And Moses grew up to even know who he was and love God because he had a mother that no one even talks about. Think about that. How many of you know Samson? We're like, yeah, Samson! The Hebrew Fabio. Long-haired muscle guy. He, not only did he slay the Philistines, he was slaying the ladies, Yeah! Samson. You know, his mother is so ignored, we don't even know what her name is in the Bible. And God appeared to her first and says, you're going to be with a child. You're going to name him Samson. And you have to make sure, Mom, that you never drink anything alcoholic and never do anything unclean so that when this child comes out, you have to make sure that he never drinks any alcohol. You have to make sure he never touches anything unclean. Why? Because if you're going to tell your child to do one thing, they have to look at you and see you doing the same. And imagine the stress of her having to make sure his hair stayed long. Making sure he never touched any fermented drink, any alcohol, or anything unclean. Imagine Samson's teenage years when he's going to the parties and they're offering him all the booze and all the unclean things. That mom had to be there and say no. So that Samson grew up to be strong and spiritual and he was anointed by God all because he had a mom that protected him for what was unclean, unspiritual and would hinder his walk with God. We don't even know her name. We talk about the first miracle of Jesus and water into wine. But the only reason that happened is because Mary, his mom, said, you better go do something. It's not my time, woman, but okay. And everyone thanked Jesus for that, but no one ever thanked Mary. Mothers do so much. Yet they're unappreciated. I even thought about Naomi and Ruth, and you're saying, well, wait a minute, but that wasn't even her mom. Listen, I believe that some mothers don't have to be biologically your mom. Naomi was a spiritual mom to Ruth. And maybe you may not have a child of your own, but maybe God can put a young girl in your life you can influence and be a spiritual mom. 
And everyone looks at Ruth and how she hooked up and she got the man Boaz and she got wealthy and she, out of her came Jesus. And wow, what was awesome. Ruth is awesome. But the reason that she even snagged Boaz is because all spiritual mama Naomi said, girl, you better fix yourself. The Bible says, he said, listen, you want Boaz? Take a shower, put on some makeup, look good, you'll get him. And that truth hurt. But it worked because spiritual moms give advice. It often goes unappreciated. Lastly, what I learned from this mom is no matter who you are or where you're at, you'll always be tied to her. Jesus said, untie them both. So the donkey is loose, free, physically free. Because for, since this donkey was born, it was physically tied to his mom. But it's interesting because as he's physically loose and physically free, and he goes about now being ready to be used, right next to him is mom. Why? Because I believe that even when you're fully grown and you're loose and free to do what you want, your mom will still be there. You're never old enough and smart enough to be on your own. You will always need your mother. And maybe your mother wasn't there and you were forced to grow up without her and it was hard. But if I would ask that person, they would still agree, I needed my mom. We tend to think that 18 is the big number to be loose. And sadly, that's the age we make the dumbest decisions. You will always be tied to your mom. You may leave home, but you never leave her heart. You may leave home, but you never leave her thoughts. And you may leave home, but you never leave her prayers. So even though he was physically free, mom was still tied to him. Still walking with him. Why? Because I don't care how old you are. I don't care how experienced you are. I don't care where you end up in life. You may be physically away from me, but spiritually and emotionally, I'm still connected to you. That's why we have belly buttons. Like what? Because the minute we had life, God connected us with our moms. And that little umbilical cord gave us nourishment and it gave us strength and connected us to her. But the second we leave the womb, we have to cut it. But even though the umbilical cord is physically cut, they still give you nourishment. They still give you strength. And there's still a connection between a mom and a child. It never stops. You need your mom. 
But as we close today, this mom donkey showed me that there is power in the presence of a mom. But don't be so busy that you just forget that life is short. Be there for them. Talk with them, even though what they're interested in is dumb. Act interested, I don't know. Be there. You might be a mom, you're saying, Pastor, I I'm, I'm feel like number two hit me, I feel ignored. Matthew 6, 4 says, Give your gifts in private. Because you are a gift from God and everything you do is a gift for that child. And God says, give your gifts in private. And your Father who sees everything will reward you. You may not be getting the applause. You may not be getting the thank you. You may not be acknowledged. But you have a Father in heaven that looks down and sees what you do as a mom in private. And he has your reward. So don't be discouraged waiting for the acknowledgement. You be a mom even though no one ever thanks you. Because if you just do it for the Lord because he gave you that child, you will raise a God-fearing child. Remember, lastly, that you will always be tied to your mom. Father, I, I've made a mistake and I've gone too far. I don't think my mom wants nothing to do with me. Understand that even though you are who you are, you will always be tied to your mom. Well, thank her. Appreciate her. Because there's something about the presence of a mom that becomes your strength. John chapter 19, 26, 27, I said, why did Jesus make it a point to say, bring the mom? Because Jesus knew ultimately the power of a present mom. When Jesus saw his mother, this was at the cross. Jesus was already whipped, beaten, pierced by nails, up on the cross, naked, being mocked and shamed, and just laughed at. And in his greatest, darkest time, Jesus looked down, and there she was. Mom. Risking her life because they could have thrown her in prison. They could have killed her right there on the spot. But she didn't care because when my child needs me, I will do anything for him. And Mary just pushed through the crowds. And there was nothing she could do. But see, even though there was nothing she could have done for him, she actually did everything because she was there. You don't have to be a perfect mom. You just need to be there. You don't need to have all the answers. You just need to be there. You see, Mary was there. And as Jesus laid there, he says, woman, here's your son.
Isn't it interesting that everyone says something that, that's not even technically in the Bible. When Jesus was on the cross, his mind was on you. Let me tell you, we don't know that for sure. I know he died on the cross for our sins. There's no other way through the Father. But there's one thing we know for sure that was on his mind. Mom. What's going to happen to mom? I need someone to take care of mom. I'm about to die and rise again. I'm about to fulfill my will. I'm about to go into heaven. And with all the chaos and all the busyness in Jesus' mind of his ministry, he said, hey, before I go, Father, before I surrender my life, before I go with you into heaven, I need to know if my mom is going to be okay. Because that is the ultimate priority of a son. Is mom going to be okay? And Jesus said, John, she's your mom now. Take care of her. My mom always tells me, the greatest pain for any mother is to see her child suffering, and yet she can do nothing. It's the love of a mother that feels powerless when she sees her little daughter or little boy suffering and she can do nothing. But be there. Sometimes just being there is everything. Does this make sense today? thought about Mary because if you would have asked her she would have said I would have been without hesitation I would have stepped on that cross for him I would have taken the whips I would have taken the mockery I would have taken the nails I would have taken the crown of thorns I would have taken the cross for my son but she couldn't see because sometimes as a mom the greatest pain is doing nothing but letting God do the work for any mom here that needs to just surrender their child to God you surrender that child to God and just be there but see Mary was there and though and this is crazy because I thought about this and I'm going to prove something interesting. I don't think it's ever been taught in any church or any Mother's Day service. You guys ready? The cross for Mary was an exact reminder of childbirth. I know, I love the faces. What? See, when you're giving birth, not that I know, When a mother's going through childbirth, she can do nothing about the pain. Just push. And when she pushes long enough through the pain, 
her greatest reward comes out. As Mary was on that cross, she was experiencing that pain that she can do nothing about, like childbirth. But if I can just push through this moment, I know that my son will rise again, and I know that this reward will come. Do you understand that Mary, the mother of Jesus, went through the pain she went through because she knew the reward was greater? And like this mama donkey, I want to tell you, the greatest reward she ever got wasn't an applause. It wasn't that man, we acknowledge her. She's awesome. Nothing. The greatest reward she had as a mom was looking at her child serving Jesus. Looking at her child walking with Jesus. The greatest reward you could ever have as a mom is raising a child to walk with God. That is your biggest priority. So Mary stood there, not being able to do anything, but she knew she was under the will of God. And that's what a mom should do. A mom should always push through the pain and the struggle and the busyness and the pressure because her greatest priority is having her child do the will of God and serve Him. And I'm done. Happy Mother's Day. I want all the moms to come up here. Come on now. But Mama Donkey's coming to pray for you. That's you, Mom. All the moms, come up. All the grandmas, all the spiritual mothers. Hey, if you're a spiritual mom to someone, you come up here as well. Give just one word of wisdom and a prayer. Word of wisdom. Be strong. Don't give up when you see your child straying. Don't give up on them. And be an example to them and they'll follow. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you on this day that we celebrate all the mothers here in this church and all around the world. Father, I pray this morning for all the young mothers that are here that still have young children at home. Lord, that you will give them the strength to raise them. That they will be able to be an example to those little lives that you have entrusted to them. Father, that they will instill the love of Jesus in their hearts. And that they will dedicate the time that it takes to raise a godly child, Father. Father, for those that are here that already have children that have grown and, and are out of the house or they're still at home but they're adults. Help us, Father, to be friends with them now. To let them fly away, Father. But know that they're with you. Help them, Father, to start a new home, those that are getting married now. And that, Jesus, you will be the center of those homes that are going to be built now. That they will carry on the teachings that we have instilled in them that you will build godly generations to come 
and that we will always remember as mothers that we have the power of influence and we can influence those lives, Lord, to follow you, which should be our greatest and our most important task, Father. It's not the degrees that they hold, Father, that it will be you and that we can look back and said, well done, my good and faithful servant, because we have led them to you and that they will always honor you and follow you the rest of their lives. Thank you for the privilege of entrusting us with our children. Thank you, Lord, for being there for us and guiding us and just putting those lives in our hands to mold and to shape according to your word. Give them strength to continue and to always honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. That's right. Happy Mother's Day, everyone.